Hey Solomon, this is J. Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solar Mom's Talk, I discuss with solar mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solar mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle Today I'm speaking with D.P. Knuten. I'm very happy you are here to speak with us. Uh, we're going to talk about branding. D.P. is the author of Non-Fictional Branding. Do I have that right? It's uh, Yeah, let me give you the full title because it's a little, it's a bit of a mouthful. It's That's good. Yeah, Go it's, ahead. The book is called Non-Fiction Brand. Discover, craft, and communicate the completely true, completely you brand you already are. And it's all ah. about small business branding, but with an accent on personal personal branding. And, okay. you know, that's what I'd love to talk to you about today. Okay. So before we begin, tell us about DP. Oh, okay. Well, one of the things that you should know about me is that I got a degree in college that I used for about 10 years and then completely pivoted to something else. I was a, a theater major. I thought I was going to be an actor and I was kind of yeah. in my twenties. But when I turned 30, I recognized that if I ever did want to get a woman interested in me, I kind of needed to have a job that was a little bit more <laughs> steady than the typical actor's lot. And so I looked around and and tried to assess what I was good at, what I had some uh, capabilities that were innate to me, the truth of me, if you will, because obviously one part of me is that I'm a performer because of the the acting and the theater and all that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just one part of the creative part of me. And what I realized was I've got to do things in the creative field. And one of the things I learned was that I was 
maybe a better writer than most people who walk the face of the earth. I'm not necessarily the best writer ever, but I know that I write better than a lot of people. And one of the things people hate to do is write. Therefore, Mm -hmm. there are probably people who will pay you to write. And that certainly proved to be the case. And I started my career as an advertising copywriter at agencies in Chicago, Atlanta, Denver, Madison, Wisconsin, Sarasota, Florida, you name it. And I think that points to the fact right there that if you are aligned with what you actually do best, you're actually hireable everywhere. And Mm -hmm, that certainly mm -hmm. proved to be the case for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty impressive. So now we're going to talk about you and Brandy. I was a little confused at first when I looked at your profile, but then I, I read it and I understood and I thought it was interesting. Now, when we think about branding, we usually think about, like you said, the big companies. But talk about first branding in the context of, as we discussed before, the solo mom wanting to do something more than just, you know, not that it's not important, just being a mom. Right. She wants to be more than. I don't want to take issue with you, but I will say that to be a mom is to be a CEO. To be a mom mm-hmm. is to be a, a chief financial officer. To be a mom is mm-hmm. to be a project manager. To be a mom is to be a coach, a mentor, a confidant, a booster, a cheerleader. Uh, to be a mom is to be everything. And that's a bit mm-hmm. of a problem because to be a mm-hmm. mom and be everything is really hard for a business or a customer to understand, well, what can you do for me? Because right. to be everything is to be a Swiss army knife, which is a yeah. bad knife, a bad pair of scissors, a bad core screw and an unsanitary toothpick. You know, if you're a Swiss army knife, that is all things to everybody. People Uh don't necessarily value you. However, if you are a purpose built tool, like a scalpel that does Uh one thing, you know, in medical grade, it cannot fail. It has to be perfect every single time. There's more perceived value. So if you look at, if you try to sell yourself as a Swiss army knife, you're not, you're going to not be valued as highly as if you focus on something something that you truly are on the inside at a first principle level. Now, I've already okay. talked about myself saying that I, I have to do stuff that's creative. I'm not, mm-hmm. I am not a project manager. I am not an architect. I'm not an engineer. I'm not a builder. I'm not an analyst. There are tons of things I am not, but boy, I will tell you this. I am creative. Consequently, if you're coming to me, you need to know that you come to me for creative ideas, creative collaboration, creative innovation, creative inspiration, creative all day long, in other words. And guess what? People don't come to me for accounting. They don't come to me for car washing. They don't come to me for home building. But if they have the need for creative collaboration, especially when it comes to the written word, they know that that is what I do. So for Mm -hmm. your solo moms, if you're a solo mom and and you've got a side hustle of some sort or a business that you're trying to get off the ground, or even if you want to prepare yourself to return to the workforce, if you aren't working right now, or if you want to be recognized within the company you are currently working at as somebody worth keeping and grooming and actually bringing up the ladder within the company, you need to literally demonstrate to people who you are, what you do, and how you do it in a way that differentiates you from anybody else. So mm-hmm. let's play this out, a scenario that you are one of a group of people who 
work at a company. Everybody does basically the same stuff, but they do it different mm -hmm. ways. You've got the mm -hmm. people who are very analytical and meticulous, the ones you can give a spreadsheet to, and there's never a number that's not exactly in the right place or formulas that ever result in anything but the right result. Those people are, let's call them analytical. Then there are people who are like really creative. Like if you need to come up with a theme for a conference or a meeting where people are getting together and you want to have a mixer before the event, they're the ones who've got the ideas for what that event could be, the theming of it, how they can get excited. They love talking to the vendors about maybe getting a band or a DJ there and they talk to the caterers and all that stuff. They may be doing the same thing as everybody else, but everyone goes, oh, if we want an event planned, we go to her. Mm -hmm. Why? Because okay. she's really great at it. Somebody else who does the same thing as everybody else might be the one that if stuff hits the fan, you know, there's a, a fire in the break room. They're the ones who know exactly what to do. They know how to, who to call. They know how to deal with situations like that very, very quickly. Let's call those operationally oriented people. I've just described three distinctly different types of people who all do the same thing. Let's just say you work right. at a call center or something like that. You're all answering phones all day long. Well, you're all answering phones and yet you have different skill sets. So if I'm a, a boss or a, you know, a leader within the business and I'm looking for someone I can raise up to a higher level of responsibility and payment, you know, salary, I'm going to uh -huh. look for the people that actually demonstrate that they are great with people, that they can talk to them, that they can, they can take someone who's feeling like they're not appreciated and, and make them feel appreciated within two minutes. You know, they're, they're looking for this specific type of person. You have got to demonstrate that you do that so that the people who can raise you up appreciate you or the people who want to engage with you understand that, oh, that's why I go to Jay Rosemary. She's the one who's communicating. And I know she's a great communicator because she, she's got a podcast. See, what you're doing right now by having a podcast is that you are a communicator and a connector within your sphere of influence, whether it be your family, your community, your side hustle, your business, your the company you work for. And that makes you different than anybody else. Uh -huh. They have the same title and position within the company you do. You're now more valuable because of that. And you have demonstrated it over not just two podcast episodes, not just three, but I don't know. How many have you done now? Well, 80. 80. Yeah. Okay. Do 80. you know that most podcasts never make it past episode seven? Yeah, I read that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're one of the elite and people need to know that. And you are now more valuable. And so part of your personal brand is, oh, Jay Rosemarie is not afraid of doing new, interesting, technical things. Because let's face it, doing a podcast requires an understanding of microphones and, you know, various platforms for Anything. broadcasting and connecting all these yeah. technical things. Do you know how many people wouldn't even open that can of worms? The fact that you have mastered that can of worms now makes you more valuable. Every time That's you true. demonstrate your innate personal brand, who you really are, what I like to call the completely you, completely true personal brand, you become more valuable. All right. Okay. I understand that. But I want to play devil's advocate. Okay. We mentioned side hustle. And so that indicates that someone has some type of entrepreneurial spirit. That's right. And so 
I'm also a creative. I'm a bit analytic, but I'm also more creative sometimes. There is some kind of issue, and I hope you can understand this, between a person who is a creative, who is creative dominant, and an entrepreneur as well, in that we tend not to be able to focus on one thing. Well, you're you're describing me, I'll be honest. (laughs) So, you know, because... I see that as an issue in myself, but I've also seen it elsewhere. And I hear people, experts talk about it being a, a problem. So can you address that in the context of honing a personal brand? Well, first, you've got to accept the fact that you are, in fact, more entrepreneurial, which means that you embrace chaos far more readily than a lot of people who may be much more regimented in their response to tumult, if you will, or, you know, Uh problems and things. And one of the things I like to do is, is think of a continuum line. You know, you've got east on one side, west on the other. But in this case, you've got two words, bureaucrat and entrepreneur. A Uh bureaucrat knows on Tuesdays at two o'clock, they take their staples, open up, put new staples in their stapler, and they do this every single Tuesday at two o'clock. They Uh are bureaucratic and organizational to a fault. On the far other side are entrepreneurs that are at their worst, nothing more than a fruit fly in a greengrocer's going from bananas to strawberries to plums to grapes and just buzzing all over the place, but being very creative and, you know, coming up with new ideas and exciting stuff all the time. Uh First thing you need to do is figure out which on that continuum where you live. And I'll tell you, I'm a lot closer to the pure entrepreneurial side than I am the bureaucratic. Other people I know and love, in fact, my wife, for example, is the polar opposite of me. She is far more list maker, check off lists. I call her air traffic control because she tells me (laughs) where and when to land based Mm -hmm. on my fuel level. You know, it's like, no, like people say, what are you doing this weekend? And I say, I don't know. I go where my wife tells me to. And I'm okay with that because if it were me, I'd probably just lie on a couch and watch Netflix as I recharge my battery because I've just blown through it the entire week. But because I have her, she is the one who gives me framework for my creative verve or my creative energy and stuff like that. She knows when I need downtime. And she also knows when she has to kind of give me a slap upside the head and say, get your act together because we're going to this thing. And I know you don't want to, but it's time for you to act like an adult today. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'll do that. So by knowing who I am, I take no umbrage. I don't, I take no, I don't fault her for being that way because I know that's kind of what I need and I'm okay. Yeah. At the same time, she knows that I am that way and I need her because of it. And let me tell you, if you want to have a perfect relationship in business, in a marriage, in a a partnership of any sort, find the person who is not like you, but Mm -hmm. the person who completes you. It's it's like um, my my fingers are meshing together. What I'm good at, she's not. What she's good at, I'm not. That means Mm -hmm. we'll Mm -hmm. be together forever because she knows how bad off I would be if she wasn't in my life, you know? So that's the same thing in business. Like I am a solopreneur. That's a problem because I need Uh a business person working with me. I need someone to handle the, the invoicing and the, keeping the lights on and the, you know, toner and the printers and all that stuff. Uh, because 
that's not my zone of genius, if you will, my, my zone of excellence. So the first thing you need to do is identify that zone of genius and excellence and then use that as one of the key three concepts that you base your personal brand upon. And that's actually a big uh, concept that I like to share. And I certainly wrote about in my book, Nonfiction Brand, which we talked about. Mm -hmm. And that comes from all the way back when I worked at Coca-Cola, when I worked on Coca-Cola at an agency in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was a young copywriter and writing ads for radio spots, TV spots, and newspaper ads. This is at the very beginning of social media so that websites were happening and all that stuff. So I was the word guy. I wrote the copy yes. and I would always get a creative brief that would describe what the job was like, hey, we need a, th a 60 second radio spot. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. What do you want me to tell people about? You know, what's the story? What, what's, what are the facts or what are called copy points? What are the copy points that need to be communicated in this communication? One time I got one of those creative briefs and it was just terrible. The copy points section just said, write some stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean write some stuff? And I go walking into the account manager's office and I say, dude, what is this? write some stuff. I'm not a fiction writer. And I thought about that. And I thought about it for the next 15 years until I wrote this book, because what I was really saying was in advertising and marketing communications, I don't write fiction. I don't just make stuff up. It has mm -hmm, to be based mm -hmm. on fact. And, you know, I'm not afraid to polish facts a little bit to give them a nice high sheen, but I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that Coca-Cola will make you lose weight. Coca-Cola will not make you lose weight. Let's just <laughs> let's just agree to that. But mm -hmm. Coca-Cola is one of those products that you have at your home for a party because in my case, I know I've got family members who love Coca-Cola products and even though I don't drink soft drinks anymore, I know they do and I think about them and what will make them comfortable and happy so I'm buying this product so that they are comfortable and happy at my event. Wow. Uh -huh. I'm not buying the product for me, I'm buying it for them. And by the way, the product I'm not I'm buying is not brown sugar water. It's my family being happy at a family event. All of a sudden, that's when you realize, oh, I'm buying a brand, not the product, because yeah. they have an affinity for the brand. And that's what branding is about. Branding is about creating a relationship, not just selling a transaction. Because if you have a relationship with someone, you can have a lifetime of transactions. Like the, the best real estate agents, realtors, they don't want to sell you one house. They want to sell you uh -uh. five houses over your entire uh -uh. lifetime. And so what they, what the best realtors will do is create a relationship and they will, yes. you know, they, they aren't going to consider themselves part of your family until maybe they earn their way into your family. And, you know, I know realtors who are uh, habitually invited to birthday parties or graduations or major life events because they are part of the uh -huh. family, uh -huh. part of the extended yes. family, because they have earned that. It started yes. with a brand. It became a relationship, and then it became something far deeper. And that right. is tremendously valuable. Right. Oh, thank you. Let's break it up a little bit. Uh, what is DP grateful for today? I am grateful for family and health. Obviously, we've been all locked down by COVID, and that's been 
tremendously trying for everybody. But uh, the fact that um, I've got a family that cares about each other deeply, that does what's necessary to keep everybody healthy and sane, Mm -hmm. and also has the grace to allow people to have what I would call mental health days where maybe the mental health isn't all that great, but they do it, but they accept those days with grace. That's what I'm grateful for. And the fact that my wife will keep putting up with me. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Sounds like you have a helper. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, believe me. Um, We've been together. Yeah, we've been together. uh, We just celebrated 25 years together. And when you're married to your best friend, uh, it doesn't get any better than that. Cool. Cool. All right. So let's talk about the book a little bit. Mm -hmm. Before you do, your title is nonfiction brand. That's the first part, Mm -hmm. as opposed to fictional brand. Yeah, well, think about that. I mean, that that's exactly why what I want people to do. It's like, well, what's the difference? A a nonfiction brand or a fictional brand to which Mm -hmm. I say, Just think about the things you buy and why you buy them. Now, every single product in the world has a competitor that has a product that's very similar. Maybe a little bit different, but very, very similar. You have aligned yourself, and sometimes you buy strictly on price. You know, a can Mm -hmm. of beans is a can of beans, so this one's 10 cents cheaper this week. Fine, I'll buy the other can of beans. Until you get one of those cans of beans and it's not the same quality and you go, ah. I Uh saved 10 cents and I ended up throwing out the whole can because I didn't like the way they tasted. I'm going to stick with fill in the blank. Let's say Del Monte or something like that. That's the brand I grew up with as a kid. And I'm going to switch products for you, but it it makes makes sense. When I grew up in my house, we were a a margarine family and we were blue bonnet margarine. That's my mom bought it every, every time. And I grew up on blue bonnet margarine. My wife grew up in a Fleischmann's margarine household. And that's all they ever bought. When we got together, guess what we bought? Not Blue Bonnet. (laughs) We bought Fleischmann because she she was used to it. And that's what, you know, she won. Well, she always wins, to be honest. Well, she makes the list. Exactly. (laughs) And, and, And as she has said to me more than once, the day that you decide to take that list and go to the grocery store, you can buy whatever you want. And I go, Okay. Okay. So, but, but anyway, there's a reason why she has that deep relationship with that brand. And I had Mm -hmm. that deep relationship with mine because it's not anything I ever thought about, but I had a nonfiction brand relationship with it. Meaning my entire life, that's what I had. It's, it was a fact of my life. Now let's take, uh, like, if you were say DP, what's a fictional brand? I'll say, well, anything with Kardashian on it, because (laughs) let me tell you, and, I have a certain distaste for the K family because I find them to be as genuine as uh, fake pearls. Uh, but anyway, and people can vary, you know, their mileage can vary on that. But I'm I'm here to tell you that the things that were designed by anyone with the Kardashian name were actually, they walk into a conference room, they look at a few swatches and say, I like that and I like that. And they walk out and then it was, quote, designed by so-and-so when it was actually designed by an entire team team of incredibly talented people who don't have personal brands. So they work for a personal brand. Do you see what's happening there? Got it. They I are anonymous. It, yeah. 
and commodities, but they are owned by a personal brand that everyone recognizes. What if uh-huh. one of those designers was actually so talented that they rose up and overcame the brand, the personal brand that they were working for be- based on their talents, their ability, their demonstrated quality? That is a nonfiction brand working for a fictional brand. Which would you rather be? There's the old line about not being a liar. The best thing about not being a liar is you don't have to remember what you lied about. You just tell the truth. <laughs> right. It's right. so easy to be a truth teller. It is so hard to be a liar. So why would you choose to be a liar? Why would you choose to be a fictional brand instead of who you mm-hmm. truly are? For example, right now I'm wearing a black uh, button up shirt. You know, it's got a button down collar. I've got black glasses frames. And by the way, I have 10 pairs of these so that when my glass prescription changes over the years, I will never have to get a different pair of glasses. Now, part of that is I finally found some that fit my face right. But part of it is that you will recognize me no matter what happens. Same thing with wearing the black shirt. Why? Because I'm six foot three plus 220 pounds. I'm a big guy. If you see a big guy with a black shirt and black glasses on, who's got a voice like mine and a, you know, a salt and pepper beard like I do, you're going to know who I am. Have you ever seen a a program or a movie with Zoe Deschanel in it? The new girl was the TV. TV show she was on and she always had that bangs haircut Uh you know just dark hair with a bang with bangs and she Uh had that haircut forever the internet went crazy about five years ago when a picture surfaced of her at a red carpet opening of a art gallery or maybe a movie or something and she had a different hairstyle and nobody recognized her because she didn't have her trademark haircut yeah you know so you you don't have to go crazy with it like there are some personally branded individuals who go for wild hair colors or maybe a crazy quilt colored suits and stuff like that. One of my favorite personal brands is a guy named Jay Bear, who you may know because he's a really great speaker in the marketing space and and all that stuff. He wears plaid suits all the time, every event. In fact, he's got a site where if you've hired him to speak at your conference, as a conference event planner, you get to go and tell him what suit to wear. You get to pick the suit for him to wear. And these suits are crazily colorful. And I Mm -hmm. asked him about that on my podcast, the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. I said, why do you do that? And he said, it was to give the event planners something to talk about. Because what he found was event planners who talk to each other to find out who's good and how this person did at their event, because they they always want to make sure to bring the best people in. The event planners wouldn't talk about what he talked about, the content of that he talked about, but they would talk about his suits. It gave them Literally, it's that old Bonnie Raitt song, Let's Give Him Something to Talk About. And Jay Bear does that by wearing these very, very colorful suits. And Uh literally, he gets people who hire him. And the first thing they talk to him about is not about how much he charges or what the topic's going to be. It's going to be about what suit do you think would would work best for our event? You know, the colors of the event are green. Do you have a green plaid suit that could match our our thing? (laughs) And of course he does, because he has an entire closet full of bespoke plaid suits. That is kind of the branding, that packaging branding that brands have done forever. Mm -hmm. Coca-Cola. What are the colors of Coca-Cola? Red and white. Period. Mm -hmm. What are the colors of Pepsi, blue, red, and white. Right. Yeah, you know, they're, yeah. Pepsi, well, let's not even go on, talk about Pepsi. Let's just stick with Coke. <laughs> you know, and Coke. He must be from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Coke's the real thing.
thing, man. It's been that way since 1886. <laughs> and their yeah, logo yeah. is the same as it was in 1886, plus or minus 10% for optimizing for digital usage and stuff like that. Meanwhile, Pepsi mm-hmm. is constantly changing. They're very dynamic and they're the taste of a new generation. Coke, mm. the real thing. <laughs> you know, there's a reason yeah. why we have two specific parts in our brain for Coca-Cola, the real thing, and Pepsi, the taste of the choice or taste of a new generation. <laughs> and they're both yeah. sweet, brown, bubbly water. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I, I see that. And I appreciate you because you, you are an expert on this topic. I can tell. And I appreciate you and I sure the audience will appreciate your point of view. I wanted to ask you to t- talk about your book. Uh, we've talked about it, but tell us where we could get it and tell us about your podcast as well because I heard that. Yeah. And how we can get in touch with you if you have what service you offer, that kind of thing. Well, the the book is easy to get. Go to the House of Bezos, Amazon.com. You can get it as a Kindle download or as a paperback edition, which I recommend because uh, you're going to want to take notes. I tell uh-huh. you, it, and one and this is just a hint for anybody too. It's nice to have a Kindle edition, but a Kindle edition doesn't exist in the real world the way a book does. If a book sits uh-huh. on a table, you don't forget about it. So I'm I'm not saying you have to buy the paperback book, but I love me things that remind people about who you are, what you do, and how you do it. The other thing you talked about was my podcast. It comes out every week. It's called the Nonfiction Brand Podcast, and that's available wherever you get your fine podcasts for free. And it features a whole lot of people, including some of the ones I talked about, like Jay Bear. He's been on several times. And it's all about getting the inspiration and the ideas and the techniques to build your personal brand and take advantage of the fact that you can be one of one rather than one of many who happen to do what you do. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, if you are just one cog that can be replaced by another cog, you're a commodity. But mm-hmm. if when you leave the company, people are crying at the door and clients are calling you up saying, hey, I heard you left. Is it okay if we talk about me maybe coming to join you or you know get your services elsewhere? That's when you're a personal brand. And personal brands can charge a premium rather than be a commodity. Commodities are always purchased for the lowest possible price. Be one of one and you're a brand. Be one of many, you're a commodity. It's better to be Mm. a brand. I'm just saying. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, oh, also, anybody. Oh, I want to give this offer to your listeners, too. I am. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I'm terrible at doing funnel marketing where you come to my website and then you get this download and then you're on my email list and then I ping you with a bunch of stuff. I really don't do that. I would love okay. for you guys to go to nonfictionbrand.com slash gift and you mm-hmm. can get three downloadable PDF worksheets that are absolutely free that can help you get started on building your personal brand. And if you want, you can join my email list, but frankly, I don't send anything to it except every once in a while, I'll send out a new worksheet or something like that. It's always about adding value because I'm a big believer in the more you give, the more you get. So I'm going to give all this stuff. I'm going to give of my time. And then I'm hoping that people will buy the book, will call me up for some consulting services if it suits 
what they need to do. But I do offer what I would call various levels of coaching and mentoring for people who want to build their personal or small business brands as well. So you can check all that stuff out at nonfictionbrand.com. And again, the offer is nonfictionbrand.com slash gift. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes so people can click on it. Wonderful. Thank you very very much, DP, for coming. I really appreciate you talking to me. Oh, thank you so much, Jay Rosemarie, for having me on. And and good luck with everything you're doing because you're doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Thank you. Hello, Solar Moms. As a Solar Mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life. To see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or schedule a consultation with the link below i am here for you and i want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer don't parent in silence so take action today And let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.